Everything I spit rare, we sound a day. Great area podcast, they talk about hip hop all the way. It's sad and I feel like I've got to do it. <laughs> well, this is a special edition for us because I think this is the very first time we've ever reviewed a non-rap album. But I think it's safe to say that Samfer is very much a part of the scene, very much connected to the culture. And um, we all love this artist and we could not miss the opportunity to talk about the first album in, what, six and a half, seven years from him? in full at length so um let's not waste too much time um quickly i just wanted to double check was our in all of our introductions to samfa subtract i think it, yeah mm-hmm. i think you'd be lying mm-hmm. if you said it wasn't that you know mm. what i mean yeah, yeah 2010 2011 time mm. and there's mm. this man singing like a ghostly angel in the background of these electronic beats mm. he's all over it he's like he's like half the album so i thought he was subtract for a long long time then I found out he was called Zampha and, you know. No, for real. But even when I saw him in Reading, like, I think he came out as well. So mm. it was just like, they're just one and the same, weren't they, at the start? Yeah. 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 They, they, they had a good little groove going on as well, though, because that music, if you think back to that time, it, it was of its time, yeah, but it was also timeless, if that makes sense. Because like, yeah. Zampha's songwriting and I guess a little bit of his... Produ- at that point, I didn't know he could produce or even play instruments. But the fact that he probably had his hand in all those tracks on a deeper level... It made them special to me. A lot of them, there's songs like, oh, what's it called? Trials of Past? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. Songs like that and all the rest of them that he's on, Hold On. Oh, I've never heard emotion like that in a song. And I guess it's probably because of the uniqueness of his voice. I don't, I don't really know what it was that made me gravitate towards that album, but mm. it was definitely Sampha for starts, but I don't yeah, know yeah. what it was that was I sticking. guess in like electronic, like housey or dancey kind of music, we've never really heard a vocal like that on it. Something quite no, we hadn't heard a vocal like that ever. And do you know what I mean? Even up until now, the closest thing we have to a Sam for sounding voice is like Givian. And he's like, I'm not putting the voice on, that's my actual voice. So mm. I think it's the uniqueness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam is one of the rare artists where you just hear one note and you know it's him straight away. So distinct. Like that utopia feature where he literally has like one or two lines, but it's, it's impactful. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And shout out Jesse Ware as well, because Jesse Ware was part of that whole little clique. She was all over that subtract album. Oh, yeah, to see where yeah, they yeah. both are now is really interesting. I'd love them to do something. Uh, oh, that would be incredible if they did something. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm, mm. They're, they're both still like, well, more Jesse Ware actually is in that dance realm, but you know, more disco and stuff. But anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, 2010, 2011 times, like Sam says, we, we hear Sampha for the first time. Um, and then 2013, I remember he was on a couple Drake tunes, The Motion, uh, too, too much. much his own song yeah. as well because that's when he dropped the EP um, were there any other features around that time I'm talking like I'm talking pre-Pablo pre-Solange all that were there, were there any other notable ones I think it was just the Drake stuff wasn't it yeah I can't remember but that's where that's where the masses kind of clocked onto him though mm. because they're like who is this person why is he singing like this da, 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 da. Yeah. and to be fair those are some very very good songs but yeah I think I think that was what got the masses into him is is that kind of stuff. Mm. I feel like he didn't, he didn't do Ray anything. Wrote half the songs in the industry at that time were <laughs> just all like <laughs> all over the hooks, writing everything. Um, sorry, would you say Sam? I said he didn't do anything after that. He he kind of did too much and the motion, and then I think he, to be fair, you know, some artists aren't actually caring about making music to make money. He's probably like, I'm living good off these, so <laughs> Jeremy, let me focus on my stuff. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, 2016, there was a bit more activity. He was on Pablo. He was on um, Solange's album, A Seat at the Table. I think that one really was where he popped off as well. Was it Don't Touch mm-hmm. My Hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the first time we've heard him on like Real Soul. I think mm-hmm. the other tracks have been very much outside of his world. Yeah. And he might have been on More Life as well, but that uh, that maybe came after Process, the debut album. I can't remember. I feel like it was around the same time. But yeah, then Process drops. Um, Sam and I went to the, the gig at that point. We went to the tour. I don't know if I went to the gig. I couldn't see. My eyes were all teary. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we'll probably get into it a bit more, but, you know, Process was very much an album about grief and it had that feel to it. Um and then there's, yeah, I guess since then, there's, as elusive as he's been, he's still been fairly active in that there's been notable features since that time. Like we just mentioned More Life. Um, I'm sure he did something with Loyal Kana. Um, yeah, stuff like, of Heady One Heady, as well. Yeah. Um, he just kept popping up all over the place in my, in my eyes. As well. Yeah, there was also there was also also a track he did. um, I'm trying to remember the film's name as well because there was a mad emotional as well. Oh man, he he hit that! Oh my god, and uh, that's a beautiful soundtrack, man. When we went when we went cinema, Sean, I think I don't think anyone else came, did they? That was just mad. I was not expecting that soundtrack, and to get two Mm. songs, I think it was was beautiful. What film is this? Rylane. Oh, that. Fucking um, rubbish. And do you know what? Shout out Quez as well, because I I only read this recently, actually, prepping for this, that apparently Quez kind of discovered Samfro. They like linked up on MySpace back in the day. And Quez is kind of, he just seems to be connected to a lot of the mm. best artists coming out of our country um, in a really sort of low-key way. But um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And of course, we haven't even mentioned um, Father Time yet with Kendrick last year, which is fitting mm. considering what he's addressing on this album actually I, it makes sense why he would work with Kendrick on a on a tune like that in, now. in places yeah. I know this is a bit jumping the gun but in places this album sounds a bit like Kendrick's album with that kind of crazy mm. piano oh, shit going on and all yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. stuff I wonder who informed who about that sound do you know what I mean? 100% Sampha Sampha onto Kendrick like do you know what I mean I, I, I wouldn't even question it but there was because Sampha plays the piano the, who, there was a producer that was on yeah. Mr. Morel. Yeah. I was going to say the other um, it's Treasure have you heard Treasure by Samfa uh, Samfa it's in The Beautiful Boy that song is the one of the most like he is never uh, well when I say he's never the emotion because if you watch the film and then listen to Treasure by Samfa he couldn't have hit the emotion any higher than like possible it's, when did this it's incredible. come out 2018 okay but if you watch the film as well and then listen to Treasure oh my goodness me what was that about I wonder, I wonder if Samfa's more into that like he wants to make music for a purpose as opposed to making music for himself because mm. it seems like he only what well, he's I'm, I don't know if this is right but this is his second album and he's been active mm. in the scene for well over a decade now if we're being honest you know to release two albums in a decade is is a very conservative move but maybe it's like he only wants to use them as timestamps to mark significant events or, or as a tool saying. to to help someone else make better art you know what I mean he. He seems very selective. I, I've yet to hear a sound for someone a bit like, oh, you, you just did this for the money type of thing. I, I, I don't know about that, but yeah. Okay, should we should we get into it? Should we get into the album? I mean, I, I feel like a, a nice place to start would be with what it's about, the themes and the content. Um, the, the name I wanted to bring up, because it's a name that comes up, well, it's a title of one of the songs, but a, a name that comes up more than once on the album is uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Um, 
I, th- I think Kieran, you, before we started the call, you wanted, there were some things you wanted to say, but you, you held fire waiting for this. Um, yeah, yeah. Any, was anyone familiar with this fable, with this story before this album? Nah. No, me neither. I'd heard of it. I'd heard of it, but I'd forgotten. And okay. when I read your thing, it made me realize, hold on, this isn't a real person. And then I checked it and I was like, oh, it's this story, this seagull story. Mm. Do, you, do you know the I don't know, have you... I have I've read I read the plot on Wikipedia because I haven't read the book yet. But right, it, it's in, have you read that as well, Sean? I've read like a brief sort of summary of what like what the stories what the fables addressing um, mm. about. Well, here I've got it here about potential and dreaming and passion and the meaning of life and um, just just that alone makes the album make it, way it makes it go deeper right but i i when i read the plot i'll try and summarize it a bit more just to make it easier but like mm. kind of like about this seagull that's different from society he gets labeled an outcast because he wants to fly more and do all these tricks and like start to move super fast it kind of reminds you of like a musician like how mm. they just do stuff like that and mm. um again he gets outcasted he like perfects his style something happens and he kind of like enters like heaven or like the spirit world and then everyone like like train and then he comes back and like tries to show everyone this knowledge that he's learned of like time warping and like jumping like because the the what he finds out in the spirit world is that like um time isn't linear and everything's happening all at once and like it's it's, it's probably deep like all the all the kind of like spiritual concepts just come to him in this um experience and i i don't know like when you s- listen to the album I feel like almost every single lyric is actually referencing or like linking towards that story. So it's, it's really interesting. Like check out the Wikipedia plot for that book. Yeah, no, you summed that up really well. And I think that's what I have now come to realize where I've done a little bit of reading about, about this, um, about this story is that this is a really conceptual album, you know, mm-hmm. really looks like it's tight. It's, it's, it's consistent throughout. It's, you know, um, something that, I didn't pick up on the first few, few listens. The first within the first week or two, we, we're recording this what thirteenth of November, so it's been out almost a month now. Um, like you said, I think the first few times I thought this was a person. I was like, oh, I wonder who that is, and that's when, when <laughs> I was, <laughs> that's when I found out um, what it was all about. But um, I mean, not necessarily about this this fable, but these themes are things like time and. Um, you know, finding purpose and that. Did any of these things resonate with like you, Theo or Sam um, without, without having any context about this, what, what this kind of concept is? It, it kind of felt like he was describing a process of being one thing and then now being the thing that, you know what I mean? Like two sides of something. I don't, I don't know how to describe it without sounding odd, but it's like, obviously he's talking I about being it. a father and, and being a son and talking about grieving and, and mm. obviously being a, you know, father and all that kind of stuff but yeah it just, it just felt there was like duality to it and it, I, I guess mm. i was kind of leaning that way because of the whole spirit 2.0 thing but i yeah. don't know what theo has to say on it but yeah my my understanding was a bit kind of like i was so lost in the the amazingness of hearing it that i wasn't really mm. hearing the concepts like that do you know what i mean i was kind of also kind of trying to understand it but i was like oh sam for singing so angelic <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard to get past that at first isn't it you just get <laughs> caught up in in the melodies and the you know the chords and all that but no, I, I fully get what you mean. And actually, from from listening to it more, doing a bit of reading, listening to an interview or two, um, so the, the album title, Lahai, that is, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct as well, Lahai, but I think it's his um, grandfather's name and also his middle name. 
And there's a lot of references or there's some references throughout the album to mirrors and oscillation and things like that. And I just wonder whether he is, um, I don't know, suggesting that maybe he's kind of living through his grandfather or like, I don't know, making comparisons between him and his grandfather. A visual Um, definitely um, hmm. highlighted that. I think he dropped a visual like the day before the album and it looked like Black Panther when you go into the ancestor world and Mm. you start communicating with the people from the past. Well, okay. Yeah. So maybe we're all onto something then. What about you, Theo? Did that, were there any, did this or did anything else sort of resonate with you? I mean, well, sure um, just that, Oh no, the fatherhood stuff, definitely. But even the spirit, uh, spirit, I can't even get my words together. Even the spiritual stuff because of like feeling mm. free and having a purpose through life. That was like songs were like properly talking to me, uh, massively talking to me and how there's a meaning of life and being reflective because that was a good point where you're talking about the mirrors because living through, like almost living through um, someone else. And that was, that was really, mm. that was really resonating with me. I was thinking like uh, people that have helped you along the way and like going through like a right of path. It almost made me think about my mum, like going through the same right of path. So that definitely like um, hit home, but it was just beautiful. And just like touching what Sam says, his uh, singing is just angelic, but there's certain songs that are just, I don't know, they just hit and they just resonate massively. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that the mum stuff as well, because that was what process was about, right? Was dealing with that mm. that grief and going through that, excuse the pun, process. But I think something that I've picked up on really quickly with this was just the very different tone to the to process. This one feels way more positive and optimistic and upbeat. Um and it's reflected in the lyrics too. And I'd, I I wonder whether, I'd, I'm trying to work out whether he started with the whole, like to bring it back to the, the Jonah, you know, Jonathan L. Seagull thing, whether he started with that as the idea and then like formed an album out of that or whether it just kind of came about organically. Like he's, he it was just like, to correlate with his story. Yeah. yeah. It, do, it does seem more fluid, to be honest, because when you listen to the album, it's not, it's not clear, is it, that this is what the album's about, but... I feel like if you consider that concept, it works so well, even just from the sonics of how he's produced. It sounds like, I can't, I don't want to sound weird, but it, it sounds like you're flying over the ocean. The whole oh, 100% album. it does. And like that, that is the seagull does. experience yeah, as yeah. well. Um, well what I wanted to say yeah. was about the, the album artworks. So the first one's a bit like, almost like a mugshot, like a picture you take of someone to be like, this person is grieving. You know what I mean? Like study this in a, in, in a, like a, a a university or something look at this person are they grieving? talking about process yes. yeah and then for the high or however you say it, apologies for that but it's like you know when you drop that bit of dirt on someone when they're in the ground being buried you know you drop a handful yeah, of dirt yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's almost what it looks like do you know what i mean like he's like letting something go and it's like you, you feel like you're in the clouds with them it's like where is this do you know what i mean obviously you, you know the, the camera's on the ground and obviously the camera's the sky but it feels like you're being transported to a place that's not quite here. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. Kieran describing it as flying over the ocean is, is mm. a very, <laughs> a very good description. Mm. What are mm. they dropping though? Like every time I look at the album, oh, I, know, I, I don't thinking, know. Like, what is that? A pill or a headphone or a cloud? Well, there's lots of it. There's like three or four bits of it that I could see when I was looking at it. I was like, I think it's just like stones or pebbles. But for me, mm. it, it definitely enacts that that idea of like when when you bury someone, you you grab a handful of dirt and you drop yeah. a handful of dirt on the coffin. It it feels like that. It's almost that okay. There's grieving, and then there's the funeral part. What happens? It's like you're letting go, and obviously you can still grieve after as you grieve forever. It never ends. But mm. it, it felt a bit like that. It felt like a 
like a, a moving out of mourning type picture. Mm. And I, I don't really look at album artwork that much anymore. But this one was one that I liked looking at. I even put it up on the TV, which is very unlike me as well. Normally I just play it through the speakers, but I put it up on the TV. And when I was sat there listening to it, I was just looking at it, just trying to, you know what I mean, piece piece all the bits together. Because I feel like mm. it's it's worth that with Sanford stuff. Not in a funny way, they're kind of dressed like seagulls as well, like they're all white. <laughs> Man, stuck on this seagull analogy. I was going to say no. angels, but yeah, sure. See, let's but it's also angelic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a lot of things. Do, there's a lot of, um, there's there's parallels though between the two, right? From from yeah. the whole idea of flying through the sky and the, the, mm. the white feathers and the, the wings. And then, yeah. The whole story, in fact, like the, the thing I told you about when they go to heaven or like the spirit world, like the, the rest of the seagulls that are there are all like, this, like Jonathan Siegel, he's like they can all super fly and they teach him how to like teleport and stuff. It's it's so sick. Damn. I might have to read this. Yeah, it's cool. I think some people study it. Like it was, it may have been on the school curriculum for some people. Um, that's what I was reading. Um, I don't know about now, but I think it is quite a f- well studied. Um, I just want to add something about that concept actually, because in uh, 2012 or 2013, the author actually reissued it with a fourth mm. part of the story. Um, okay. And it was like based like a thousand years later or whatever, and like people were like, in the, in the story like the seagulls are like a religion now, and they're like worshiping Jonathan Siegel for like how he came back to Earth and showed them the teleporting or whatever. But like, um, someone gets like jaded from how like no one's practicing the flying; they're just like doing a religion and these rituals. So then mm. he just like tries to do like a deep dive into the ocean to like just kill himself. And mm. in the moment just before he hits um, the floor like a flash of white comes and says, why are you doing this? And the story ends. Um, and I think this album references that in moments as well. I, can't, mm. I think it's on Spirit or some, I think one of the songs where he talks about deep diving, but his friends catch him before he falls. Something mm. about free fall. I, I don't know yeah. the lyrics are, you can remember, but yeah, it's powerful. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I might be asking a question that's too difficult. Um, do you think, do you think Samfer finds like, the answers here like if we're talking about like finding meaning or you know um you know there's a lot of existentialism here as well do you think he like finds that with this album or not there's a lot of searching in it mm. a lot of searching in this album yeah i don't know if you're meant to he's i mean he's only 34 right do we ever really figure out the, the meaning he seems of- to give the answer is love a lot of the time actually i think mm-hmm. a lot of the songs there's the moments of desolation at the end and then like I think like only comes in or something and like you're just feeling like that love coming back again. Mm. Um, yeah. I think Theo was going to say something. Or like no, no, I was just, no, because I was agreeing with the, um, the theme of love being a big part of it. I, I, I've noticed that throughout the whole thing, like saying that love is a big part of rediscovering um, yourself. I've d- that That's mm-hmm. what the album's spoken to me anyway. That is a big theme. Whether he's found all the answers within this album or not, I'm not entirely sure, but he might have found that mm-hmm. the fact that love is a big part to play. Because there's loads mm. of songs where it references it, uh, where mm-hmm. it references it's in the book. at the end. It's yeah. a big theme in the uh, book as well. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this, man. I love uh, it's it's Beautiful. so once you yeah once you sort of discover this you know the, what this is based on this fable and and you do realize how conceptual it is. It's a it's a it it you make it makes sense why it took so long to make it is what I, I guess I'm trying to say um, and why time. Um, is needed to to put together bodies of work like this. Um, Okay. Can we talk about the production? Because this is something that hit me immediately. And we all know that Sampha is uh, an incredible pianist and pianos are 
important on this. And I think I was listening to him talk about how he bought a new, maybe a new acoustic key related instrument. I'm not sure. I don't really know the, the full details, but the thing that stood out to me on this were the drums. The drums for me are banging. Like, I, I love the drums here. Like even on spit, like when spirit came out, um, and I was really pleased to see, because I, I don't know if anyone got this impression from Spirit or on just this album in general, but to me, there's a real jungle influence here. Drum and bass maybe well as well, but jungle, like the, the break beats on here have really got that feel to it. Um, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about these drums? Because they are very, like, there's a lot of this is angelic music, but there's some like really quick drum breaks and, and beats going on in the background. Do we like them? Are they too much? Like, what do we think? There's, there's times where it kind of it sets a, a nice vibe for the for the song, but there's other times where it's just I don't know. It feels like a bit kind of I wanna I wanna dance, but I can't dance. You know what I mean? Because there's no there's no groove. There's like no bass. It's just like a breakbeat that comes out. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, 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 if I'm honest, I don't know if I dislike it or like it. I just kind of vibe with it. If that makes sense. I fully get you. I fully get you. There's there's certain songs on here, and I haven't had this feeling really since blonde where i'm listening to compositions that's the, probably the best word i can think to call some of these songs all these productions and i'm like i don't know how to feel about this yet but i re- but i like it i think and then over time like for instance there's certain tracks on blonde that took a couple years for me to go oh yeah that really works mm. i guess what i'm trying to say in a nutshell is i think i think this album's ahead of its time i think we're hearing not necessarily like individual sounds that are new but just like new compositions that we at least haven't heard from an artist within this kind of lane from where we're from making music like this. Um, yeah, I do really think it's quite progressive, a lot of the stuff that's going on mm. here. He's a drummer as well. I think I've seen him performing with drums a lot of the time, so he's definitely got a massive grasp on complex rhythms and patterns. That's Just true, like actually, the basic. Yeah. Yeah, he does perform with the drums. I, I wanted to use the reference again. I, I I feel like I need to stop, but like it kind of sounds like the drums are like flying in the air and like they're just like clashing in moments. They, like like it, they're very loose like wings, drums. Like, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I was kind of imagining like fall uh, like if a drum's falling and it's like hitting while it's in the air and falling because mm. there's different weights. So like different because the the way that the kicks and snares and stuff are just hitting like they're not in mm. places you expect at all mm. ever. Sometimes yeah. it's like um I call it like a machine gun kick. It's, it's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know do you know what it reminded me of? It's interesting you say that because that does kind of that does make sense. For me it was like I think it was you, Kieran, as well. You mentioned about the whole thing about time um time not being linear. Did you say that? Um mm. or timelessness me, as well. Like oh, yeah. timeless kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it feels like at times that he that's kind of reflected in lyricism here and the content where he's kind of like it's almost like flickering between memories and or like just kind of bouncing around and that's kind of the the drums are a bit scatterbrained like that as well um it's just a bit like glitchy almost like he's trying to find the right frequency to match that mood or i don't know Uh, maybe i'm going a bit off on that but the one thing i will say though is i think the mix deserves a big shout out because never do these drums get in the way for me i never ever find them to like be intrusive or anything like that and for a like jungle-esque tempo I think that's really impressive, man, considering the other instrumentation that's going on. If we're going to talk about the mix, though, there are sometimes I feel like Sanford's vocal is a bit dry. Do you know what I mean? I don't know I don't know why I want to hear it washed with so much reverb or delay, but it's like, especially on the start, it sounds really dry. Like, there's just, there's nothing 
on it. It's just straight up raw microphone. You know what I mean? That's mm. that's how it sounds to me. There's least. a good contrast though when when it goes to that reverby place because I guess like maybe he's working with that spirit world kind of thing. Like when he gets more ethereal, it becomes more reverby. When he's being more honest or like a bit like sunken in the human world, it's a bit more like that raw dryness. Damn. True. True. Um, I did hear in the the interview with Zane Lowe that there is a drummer playing with him on the tour that's apparently incredible. I can't remember the name. I wish I did, but apparently, the, and apparently at the live shows they're like changing up the the compositions and like some of the, the music's almost like unrecognizable. Um, would love he says to he go- does it so you can connect with it, which is an interesting thing to hear. You know, like mm-hmm. obviously I know some people have like a live rendition and other people have like, you know, studio rendition that you just play live type thing or whatever. But in this case, he's just performing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's just performing the song, which is, I guess, a very different take on it. Do you know what I mean? Because it mm-hmm. sounds like from what Zane was saying, or at least what I heard in that interview is, it's like week to week, if not show to show, it's a different performance because Sanford's like, oh, actually, I'm going to play this chord. I'm going to play that chord. I guess that's the benefit you get of when you get a lot of good musicians together is you have that kind of, not when I say jazz, I'm not saying the album sounds like jazz at all, but the idea of jazz is, you know, improv, imp, improvisation and, you know, a free flow of music. So if that if that's what Sanford's doing, then fantastic. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it, it makes each show that, that bit more special. Yeah. Well, I think he mentions in, I, I was reading an interview he did with the New York Times and he said something about, um, I think enjoying jamming and just like, you know, live sessions and stuff with, with other musicians and instrumentalists. And he also references Voodoo by D'Angelo. He actually said something like he listened to Voodoo right after completing this and then was like, oh, my album's shit. I understand why you would listen to Voodoo because Voodoo yeah. is incredible, but it's just interesting because I think that was also an album that was really like, that it's sort of, skeletons and its formation came about from jamming i think like Questlove and d'angelo and all the you know the musicians mm. around at, at that uh, that time um were just kind of fucking around and then came up with stuff um the last thing i'll say is because sam you said something about some of it kind of making you want to dance but it not having enough here or there there's there's definitely going to be remixes i think for some of these songs like timepiece for me is like almost a club tune Almost, it's just, it's just like it just needs a good remix and it <laughs> work in a club. Um, a couple others as well, actually. I think is it Spirit actually where it like, towards the end of the track it really like picks up as well. And you know, this music's just so pure though. I would feel oh, like I'd feel like I'm tarnishing it by just like adding like a, a dirty beat. In. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what? Do you know what? Who uh, who I think would do it justice is someone like Jamie XX because because Jamie XX's music's mm. like that to me at times as well. He can make an absolute banger. But do you remember In Colour from 2015? Some of that is, it's, it's got that very, oh, what's the word? Like there's a, a, a sparsity to it. It's quite minimal in some ways, but it's also got just that club kind of feel that, you know, that mm. tempo. It's that, light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be a nice little combo, I think. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Timepiece gets a nice little remix at some point. That one's, yeah, that goes off. Um, were there any other elements to you're talking pro- about that interlude track right yeah that's what yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, 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 interlude just, that's what, when you're saying time piece I noticed the interlude and it's like, too funny man uh, is it only like, 20 like seconds long? long track yeah is it 20 it's seconds like 20 long seconds though long. yeah it's Wait, 20 seconds can, you, can you pull it up am I, am I so you're, talking, you're talking about that one where someone is just like saying something repetitively right 
Am I? Oh shit! Can we just? That's funny though because you're thinking about only. That's remixed. It could get remixed. Am I saying the right track though? This is you're talking about only. No, no, I'm not talking about only. Only, only is my banger. What track do you want? Exactly. Clearly, is it inclination, compass, tenderness? Is that what you're... Oh, no, definitely not. No, 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 no. no. Oh, what do you say timepiece? Or can't go back? Is <laughs> it can't no, go can back? Can play timepiece, please? Timepiece? I've got it. Look, I was playing it earlier. It's only 20 seconds long. I'm on timepiece, and that's what it would make me laugh. Oh, it's definitely 20 seconds long. I said, can we play timepiece? How about we don't play timepiece and you just figure out what song you're talking about? It's not timepiece. They could remix timepiece if they want. Uh, or is, right? it, yeah, or is it evidence? Is it evidence? I'm going to go on mute for a minute because... I feel like I need Everton. to tell you. Oh, no. I'm, I'm singing Everton's right. That's cancer, man. I feel like Jeez. I was doing so well up until this point as well. Like you, I was... Sorry, I, I was hit the button. Yeah. Edit the fuck out of that. Right. Um, whilst we move on to the next bit, I'm going to try and find which song it is. But, um, yeah, the question I was going to ask, is there any other, like, were there any other beats? Were there any other aspects of the production that people are enjoying here? Oh, suspended. Only a vocal layering in mm. that that I enjoyed. Suspended is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Oh, that's, suspended that's is phenomenal, man. Instantly suspended. Hit. Oh, Jesus, sounds like an angel. Uh, if, if and you, you feel about those drums up. as well. <clears throat> them, them drums that hit there is very, very like technical. It felt, it felt amazing. But it was a song that talked to you. Was, you felt like you were actually ascending yeah. into heaven. I generally felt like that. Yes. It was just, uh, it, just incredible. Uh, it's one of I mean, my favorite songs on the album. So different. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. The the chorus is like a lower tone, and then he has this high. Yeah, it's, just it's, it's, it's brilliant. Beautiful. It's it, it's done it's done so well. I love it. Everything about that track is just beautiful. But I just that the song run like I think like let's just say from track one yeah. until. Jonathan Eagle. I don't, I don't like the end in it. Like the end. I just there's this moment, right? Okay, let's just say dancing circle, suspended, and satellite yeah. business. Those three yeah. are such a good three. Like oh, I just, yeah, uh, it always gets me. Oh, satellite business well. is phenomenal because the 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 yeah. shift from suspended to satellite business is just. I think that's done so well. It's brilliant. I was, I was saying, I think the whole album flows quite nicely. Like it, it, you know, it's got this kind of up in the air, spacey feel, and it comes back down to earth a bit. But it's very rare that you get an album nowadays that flows nicely like this, and it it, it feels like it's it's going places and it gets there. But I'm not quite sure where that place is because I just feel like I'm up in the clouds somewhere. <laughs> do you know what I mean? hundred oh, percent. I wish um only performed better though. I feel like that's it's a really pop sound. I don't know why. It didn't get catch on as much. Oh, I still but love that song. I think it's one of those songs lyrically. that people will, will say they like if they like the album, but it, it it just will never get the the kind of the popular ear because it's a bit experimental in places. That yeah, it is. Oh. But I love that it's experimental it's, it in play, places pop. though. It is the most <laughs> pop out of all of them because yeah. obviously if I'm picking, I still I probably suspended the best so- song out of it, but uh, uh, out of the album, but. 
only I love what he's doing experimental wise on the track because he's doing loads of different bits there's the harmony of the U there's the way he's like sort of rapping within the verses the way he's then, spitting then, yeah, the he's way he's spitting, spitting is hard. phenomenal I'm sorry it, it gasses he's me he's spitting yeah. like the Kendrick br- but like yeah. it's just too much but man. then it's the bridge as well the bridge where he's changing his tone and then building it up and then it gets to the co- I, I, I love Only I think how he's I love that, that he's experimented with that because it's just all the different elements that he's done to make only is, I think it's phenomenal, but I don't think it will catch on. Mm-hmm. He's the most popular, but people would just go, oh yeah, it's all right, but whether he'll get the love it deserves, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you worked so out your track. Like yeah, I'm feeling like a Wally, man. I was, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I wish you had said it the first time. You know, it, yeah, you know right. I was back in school, like when you had like a bogey hanging out your nose and no one tells you, and then like someone eventually tells you, that's what that felt like. I feel like a dickhead. Anyway, the song that I was actually thinking of was What If You Hypnotise Me. Don't ask me why I muddled it up with time, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could actually be remixed by Jamie XX. Yeah, I can hear yeah. that. So, you, yeah, that is yeah. that is what I was thinking when I was saying time, please. But listen, I'm ill. <laughs> can I live? But that, that song's an example of something that's a bit kind of like, I wanted to dance and I thought I was going to get to dance and it never it never got there because it just yeah. went into this kind of weird, mm. reverby, springy type place, which again, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but it was a lot of times where it's like, I felt like there's this tension building up and I never got to release it by wanting to move. I was just a bit like, oh, oh you know what I mean? Like I was just kind of fighting It's like with being it, suspended, man. Like yeah. it's not about that hit. It's just being thrown around in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing emotions as well shit um, no, but whilst I was um, trying to figure out what on earth I was going on about you were talking about only and you, you mentioned about the sort of rapping elements I mean there's quite a few instances on here we all, we've, we've touched upon the voice we all know at this point Sanford's voice is incredible but um, I'm right in saying he's never done like this before where he is borderline rapping on some of these tracks. He's, he's rapping. Like, there's not even a he's borderline. 100, he's 100% rapping. He's 100% rapping. He's adding melody uh, sometimes, but it, like, yeah. it, it is rap. But that pocket he's found, uh, he finds in Dancing Circles is oh, yeah. like, crazy. Oh, it's ridiculous. Man, Dancing Circles, is, is circles is, oh, I love that song. So. Mm. But that was, um, again, that was another thing that I quite quickly picked up on, especially with like Spirit when that came out. When, you know, towards the end of that track, he's doing it there. There's a few instances. I, I I like it, man. I like it. It's just, um, I wonder if that was, again, I'm I'm thinking, is it something that just comes about? Like you're just kind of, you're messing around, you're, you're jamming whatever you start doing it or whether he's like really sort of been, whether it's a real conscious decision and he's been working on that. I don't know. I was going to say, where do so, you think he got it from? Like from being around Kendrick maybe? or is it I just, think it's yeah. for Kendrick, like, because mm. it's so interesting that like Crown sounds like this album. Mm. And like they have a kind of similar rap style. I don't want to say it's the exact same, but you can mm. you can feel some influences with it. Crown's interesting, actually. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I do wonder. I mean, way back we were. Um, it was when my wife I went. I was going to say there was uh, one of the producers on Mr. Morale was um, Duval Timothy, who I think may also be a, uh, a pianist. I hope I'm getting okay. this right. Um, I'm not doing too well today, so I might be fucking it up again. But um, I wonder if this is an artist that has had some sort of influence on both artists um, or whether Sanford's had influence on his piano skills, whatever. Um, I'd be interested to know. But yeah, it does feel like there's been some creative crossover during that period of time. Um, Yeah, man. No, I love it. But the, the singing as well, I mean... 
again, Samva's had an incredible voice, but some of the stuff he's doing on here, like, um, oh, what's the track called? Um, Inclination Compass. That sort of the, the full set I was on that madness. So when he's harmonizing himself yeah. though and like stabbing mm. these these bits in, mm. like especially in it's suspended, it's the hype one in it because that the way he's hitting it on the verse every time it's like, oh, I don't know where I'm being taken. So yeah. good. Well, I'm get I get um, Stevie Wonder vibes at times on here, and I know that he mm. or um, before even dropping Spirit, he posted some pictures I think on on socials, and I, I'm sure songs in the key of life was in the background or something like that. So um, there's definitely some, some, some Stevie influence on here. I think someone already mentioned suspended and the kind of that, that whole harmony. I don't know what's going on there. That's, that's another one where it was like, when you listen to that the first few times, you're like, what is actually going on here? Like what is, I love it, man. I love it. It might not make sense now, but I think it will. Um, but I'd say it's probably one of my favorite tracks. Um, there's some interesting features on here as well. Did you yeah. know that my, um, my favorite being Yeji? Yeji, yeah. trust me, that feature yeah. is sick. <laughs> Pops up randomly and just starts singing in Korean. I was like, "Is this Yeji?" I'm like, "You don't have to ask that exactly. question, Sam. You know it's fucking mm. Yeji." Yeah, mm. that was a cool one. Um, what is the? Oh, who's the other one? I, I don't, I'm not scared to say track names now. Um, <laughs> well, like, what if you hypnotize me? Has that Leah Sam? Yeah, Leah, Leah Sam. Yeah, yeah. I like the sound of them. I want to check them out. Um, are there any others actually? Because Sanford's, you know, he's himself been an uncredited feature on stuff before. Are there? Did anyone catch anything else? On Who's here? the woman that's talking on Stereo Color uh, Cloud? The first track. Yeah, I don't know who oh, that is. I've been dying to find wife? out who that is. I mean, I should know because I spoke to her. But like, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> she. I did. You know, by the way, I, th- I swear that's his wife on the cover. I'm, I'm like, oh, so I'm eighty percent sure because I met her and like, her, she looks, she looks very familiar. Okay. Wait, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I, I don't even pay attention to all that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. It's just interesting that she's there. I think. Cause mm. I think a lot of the topics in this album actually do talk about their love and like how it pushes and pulls a bit and stuff. Right. right. I might be misinterpreting. I know there's a lot of features on here, but they're not really like as pronounced as other features. I, th- I think as well. I, you know, I could be wrong here, but I think Sanford's a fan of the aesthetic of not having the the featuring in the title and yeah if the artist is on this like significantly like like with the the Leah Sen then he'll put you on as a you know a, another artist mm. in the line of it but otherwise mm. the albums the albums definitely got features in there but I think it might be mostly from musicians the only other voices we hear are like the spe- the speaking people which aren't credited and then you know, Yeji and then Leah Leah Smith so yeah cuz on Sen sorry fucking hell on the actual timepiece, the real timepiece, that's is that a French artist? Or is someone speaking French in that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did French, yeah. No, it's the Club Banger's going to get remixed. Yeah. <laughs> Big house tune, that one. Um, yeah, no, very interesting. And then also there's the choir, like the, or like the choir-esque vocals on um, Jonathan L. Seagull as well. Um, has Sanford ever worked with Salt? I think he, like he touches music. on soul, doesn't he? Like I said, he's always he's got mm. such a soulful voice. If we were trying to describe it, I guess he's I would describe all soul. of his music as soul, though. Like mm. obviously, don't oh, touch my I... hair with Solange's. But sorry, I, I, I said soul. Is. I meant the, no, the, the, the group yeah. soul. The yeah. group soul. S A U L T. You're talking about, aren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just, oh. like, yeah, I was just unsure. Man, pronounce your T's. You got to let me off. No, I got you. 
Um, um, probably. Yeah. Do you know what? If you think about it, if you think about UK artists and who's going to be around who for what reasons, Sanford at least definitely listens to Salt. Do you know what mm. I mean? It sounds like his type of thing, but maybe mm. he just like doesn't hear himself sounding good on it. Yeah, Sanford's such a good producer off by himself, though. I don't think he needs people to produce for him. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it would be nice to see Sanford pop up on a Salt project or with uh, with our boy Inflow. It would work, but I, again, I, I just don't know if if they can they can vibe together like that because he's so distinctive, salt. isn't it? It might yeah, be salt. it might even be jarring, like. Well, salt, salt is a thing. Like it's a vibe. They mm. hit different pockets, and you know it's, it's funky in places. It's soulful in places. It's mm. R and B all over, and yeah, there's there's crossover there. But I think Sanford is that that bit alternative to the point where I don't yeah. know if, if salt or inflow for that matter have that level of experimental or alternativeness in them to to make it what we think it might sound like, which it, it mm. won't. Okay. They're different for sure. They have a palette that could work, but Sanford is very experimental. Yeah, I was just curious because I heard, like, like I say, I heard those sort of like that choir playing there, and was like, oh, I wonder, like, if they're if that was people that have that are involved in that collective doing that, or, or I don't know. It just got me thinking about whether they'd actually work together or not. Because um, that's probably like Jonathan L. Seagull is probably one of the most like traditional tracks in that sense. That's not a like a, a very there's a lot more abstract experimental stuff on here, I feel, in comparison to that track. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like something from like Donda almost. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to think of other... We already mentioned Inclination Compass, didn't we? Yeah, I think just across the board, man, This the, these vocals are incredible. I think the whole thing is... This is, this is when taking your time pays off for me, is that... Um, and I don't think it's like forced. I don't think it, by the sounds of things, it like this wasn't made over the six and a half year period. I think it was more like two and a half. But I think the key is, is it sounds like Sanford's just lived life. He's kept working. He's been doing bits and bobs, you know. But this album has come about through experience. And we got a similar thing with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Whether you liked it or not, there was a lot of substance in there and a lot of creativity. And um, it pays off, I think. It definitely pays off. And... Um, I don't mind if we have to wait another six, seven years. Obviously, I'd like I'd, mm. you know, I'd like to hear from hear projects more often because you know we love his music. But um, if you're going to get something like this out of it, take your time. I'd say. Um, were there any final things people wanted to talk about before we get into favorite tracks? Have we have we skipped anything? Have we missed something important? I think I think this album has a very unique place in in my current kind of listening cue is in it's hard i don't know if i can describe the perfect environment to listen to it too like i feel like you could listen to it in any way shape or form whether you want to lie down and listen to it wherever you want to go for a walk and listen to it drive and listen to it you know mm -hmm. obviously don't listen to it in the gym because that's not for that i would assume nope. but no it's, it's one of those arms you can take with you anyway i feel and the length is is a good length as well that's that's my kind of closing remark mm. yeah me too me too it's um yeah, a good 40, 45 minute length album. It gives you, it can give you substance, but it's not, it's not overstaying. It's welcome. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's an album for a journey, whether that is walking or driving, whatever. I think um, it is very, um, it gets you thinking about, it was a bit like when a few of us went to see past lives. It gets you thinking about things. It gets you thinking about your own life. It gets you reminiscing. 
it even gets you almost like thinking about memories you haven't had. If that, I know that sounds really strange, but just like mm. things that could happen later in life because he's, you know, he's, a, I think, a bit older than all of us. He's, you know, Theo is, is, is a father here, but he's talking about things that the majority of us haven't experienced yet. There's there's a maturity to this is what I'm saying, I guess. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's brought out a lot of... Um, thoughts and emotions out of me certainly over these past few weeks it's um it's pretty incredible in that sense Shall i, I we, wouldn't um, even be able to guess what what his next project would sound like either but i just hope no. that it, it, it comes from a place of happiness rather than where these two have kind of started and been is like you know oh something bad's happened i need to make an album or i want to make an album like I, I hope he's just kind of like in that that joy of being a dad or you know maybe he has another kid as well and you know that kind of joy takes over and he makes like that type of music, whatever that sounds mm. like. Do you I not feel like life yeah, treats well? Yeah. Do you don't think this sounds happy then? It does towards the end oh. for me. I oh. think it's persevering out of a dark place to mm. be happy. Okay. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I thought, I mean, I had, well, no, I listened to Process fairly recently. Um, and this is, I'd be interested. Yeah, pro- to- the contrast with Process is, yeah. is clearly there. Yeah. yeah Big time. But no, I guess I, I guess you're right. It is there is melancholy here. Um, it's not like yeah, it's not completely. I mean, his his voice just sounds sad. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Even yeah. he yeah. touched on that in an interview as well. He said like I'm aware that well, I think the interviewer said something about it. It's like yeah, it it can sound sad, but like actually, a lot of this music is coming from a a, a positive mm. place. Um, but he's just got he's got it's almost like to me. I'm not saying they sound anything like they don't, but there's only one other singer from this country that brings about similar emotions when I hear them and it's Tracy Chapman there's just some, something about Tracy Chapman's voice that no matter really what the song is she's just there's a there's a lot of soul there's a lot of um I don't know I don't know if pain's the right word but there's just there's a lot there and I get that from Sampha as well um so maybe that's what it is maybe maybe he does need to get like I don't know get back with Jesse Ware and start making these disco tunes and then then he'll put a smile on all our faces. We'll see. Oh, Peter, no, I, she's I, I killing it as well. That'd be amazing. She's killing it. Both of them are killing it, man. Yeah, um, that would be crazy. Imagine subtracted like a like a reunion album with those two. What would that sound like? Yeah. Um, wasn't he? Wasn't he on the other he on, album? He was on Subtract's album last year. That was yeah. cool. That it was, was cool. I, I, from oh. what I thought, I didn't think they were going to collab again. So. Mm. That was a really nice thing to see. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't beef, did they? They just kind of went separate I ways. Think Sanford's or? the beefing type. If that's no, he just <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I think they're just doing different things, weren't they? Like Sanford's are very much like he controls how his sound is and all this kind of stuff. Oh man, why was he working with Heady? Maybe that he was like <laughs> <laughs> a dark, a dark moment. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe Heady one was just like, I hear you being on this, and he was like, you know what? I'll do it. Damn. That so was that Fred again album, though, right? That was yeah. Hedy was on a really good artistic moment in that. Mm. I don't I don't get the hype with with flipping what's his name, Fred again, but I'm I'm willing to bear it just because <laughs> I don't <know> people <laughs> like it, innit? That, that could be that could be the remix. That might be what we get. No, I'm joking. Um Okay, favourite tracks. Who wants to go first? I think everyone's gonna probably agree. When I say spirit suspended and only, I don't know if, if everyone might be oh, mine's different. Mine are all different. No, At m- least m- one you like. Come all on, different. All, all right. everyone is all like, different. If we're doing three, 
Mm. Wow. All different. Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine. I'm confused. I'll tell you my top, which was is always it's always been the same, is um, Darts and Circles, Suspended and Only. Them three, 100%. Mm. I've got Dancing Circles. Yeah. Um, my absolute favourite is is uh, Inclination Compass. That's, like to me, that is... Uh, yeah, I can't even... Like, no words for that one. Um, dancing Circles, for sure. Um, and then the third one is Timepiece. No, Are you sure about that? I'm joking. Sure about no, that. I, I really like... Um, I like Jonathan L. Siegel, but then like Suspended is, is creeping mm. in there. It's it's like I say, like Blonde, it's just certain tracks are just starting to, they're like evolving every time I listen to them. But um, yeah, if I had to do three, Inclination, Dancing Circles and uh, Jonathan L. Siegel. Yeah. I think um, I'd pick Stereo Colour Sound. I actually, I don't know. I wasn't liking the song the first few listens. And I think the fact that it's grown on me has made me like it loads. Mm. Um, I, I just love everything about it. I love the weird talking stuff suspended obviously best song ever and um jonathan l siegel i just think it's amazing like the when that beat drops in the second verse and you're like oh that's an angel singing (laughs) (laughs) and i just and i just clocked with you saying that that when i was talking about full set i was earlier i got the track wrong again for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) i was confused when you said that (laughs) I need to go to bed. Oh, okay. That's for the listeners that got to the end. <laughs> In the show notes, Sam, you just need to like correct or like maybe like just edit it and just say what Sean meant was, was this. I'm definitely um, doing that. I was going to put a disclaimer. Sean is sick. And okay. AI in. Sean talk, Sean's on one in this set. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to get AI in. Jesus. Oh my God. Um, okay. Well, look, for, again, another first for us is I think we all kind of agree before that it just don't really feel right to score this. It's it's an incredible body of work. If you haven't listened to it yet, whether you're into hip hop and rap or not, this is this is beautiful and um, deserves to be listened to. Deserves to be appreciated. So get to it if you haven't done yet. I'm sure everyone has. But has anyone else got any final words? Uh, listen to the album if you haven't already. And if you haven't listened to the album, why have you listened this far into the episode? <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, this is Sean, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Grey Area. Are you an upcoming artist, critic, journalist, or content creator? Hit us up on our Discord or in our YouTube comments if you want to share new music, take part in an interview, or are interested in collaborating. Links to these can be found in the show notes. Take care.